streets, who streets, our streets, who streets, our streets, who streets, our You're listening to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condit. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics. So with that... Let's get started. What about the alt-left that came charging at the, as you say, the alt-right? Do they have any semblance of guilt? You, you had a group on one side that was bad, and you had a group on the other side that was also very violent. And nobody wants to say that, but I'll say it right now. You had a group, you had a group on the other side that came charging in without a permit, and they were very, very violent. I've condemned neo-Nazis. I've condemned many different groups, but not all of those people were neo-Nazis, believe me. Not all of those people were white supremacists by any stretch. I'm not putting anybody on a moral plane. What I'm saying is this. You had a group on one side and you had a group on the other, and they came at each other with clubs, and it was vicious, and it was horrible, and it was a horrible thing to watch. But there is another side. There was a group on this side, you can call them the left, you've just called them the left, that came violently attacking the other group. So you can say what you want, but that's the way it is. All right. And we are back. Week two. Week? Well, not week two. (laughs) Part two, I guess. (laughs) Week 25. It is Saturday, August 19th, while we're shooting the Facebook Live segments here. Um, And... Charlottesville is Charlottesville is obviously the talk of the week. So we've got Frank back with us this week. Obviously, last week we had some issues with the audio, um, and you know I had mentioned that we were going to do the a guest a month, and I don't want to have the the same issue every single time that I have Frank on or that I have somebody else on. So glad to have Frank back. Yeah. We're going to try to work out these kinks and and see if we can get this audio um, where it where it needs to be so right obviously we're gonna like i just mentioned and obviously you just heard with the soundbite um charlottesville is pretty much is pretty much what everybody is talking about and i think you know obviously we covered it last week but i think we kind of looked at it because it was so fresh we looked at it in the same way that we typically look at other topics where the media coverage and this side versus that side and whatnot um, but I think we kind of owe it to the story itself and to the show to kind of have the discussion about the, the freedom of speech aspect and, um, you know, what groups 
should or shouldn't be allowed to to speak and should they all be allowed to or is there a line you know we'll go into all of that but i guess let's go ahead and start with donald trump's comments donald trump obviously came out tuesday and said um here here's the problem with what donald trump said in my mind the problem with what donald trump said is the fact that Every time somebody talked about the extreme right, he shot back very emotionally um, with, well, what about the alt-left? Right. And I think that's a yeah. really that's – a, that's not well, a really think, great way to I think almost it. any other president would go for the emotional, we don't tolerate the right. loss of American life. Kind of he seemed to take it more political – yeah. yeah, that's what we're used to seeing is people yeah. just well, condemning. We're used to seeing that from Trump, too, is Trump uses any yeah. excuse to turn everything political. Right. Well, Talk and to I, Boy Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that um, – I think the, the – the, I think the problem here, and I know some would, would disagree, but with, with where I have an issue with what Trump said, because let's, let's be clear. Well, let's start we'll off – let, yeah, right. Let's start off, though, by saying in no way does anyone on this panel support Nazis, defend Nazis. We, but we don't like Nazis. We don't yeah. like Nazis. Um, it, but but we know that this is a very emotional time. Right. This is everybody. There's a lot of disagreement among people that what, fuck except Nazis. Nazis. Except Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which are uh, so you know. so. But I already know. I already know, and every one of us here already knows, that when we get into this topic, the opportunity to call names and point fingers and incorrectly label people right. um, is is very likely. And we're going to risk it anyway right. And we're because I think we owe it to ourselves and to you to have the conversation. So right. before be, I just want to get that out of the way because I already know what my comment section is going to look like once we're done with this. All I heard was Brandon said he was a Nazi. No, <laughs> right. Yes. I, yeah, that's, I think that's exactly how that's I just all said I, I can cut that audio. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, sometimes being crooked ain't so bad. <laughs> so, no, but but so I think the, the problem is, though, with the way Trump handled it on Tuesday was that think even though i've heard some argue against it that the president's job is to unite the country when something happens like this i think when new york gets bombed on 9-11 if george bush comes out and goes yes but they have valid grievances that's not the right way to do that like you <laughs> yeah. have to come out no. and you have to do the the here let me feed the baby candy mm-hmm. we're all going to be okay we are strong people we right. we've been through these things before and we will we will i mean you kind of have to go super patriotic after any tragedy you, that's yeah. the presidential playbook and i think that's where he really really stepped in shit this yeah. week is I, see, is that he really like he didn't attempt to unite people intentions are higher today because of his response yeah. i see it from both ways so i think that I don't think that the president has an inherent job to unite the country whatsoever. I think his job is easier 
if he unites the country. But I don't think that that's his inherent role. I think when the president came out and said there is violence on both sides, he was correct. I think he was and factually think, correct. Right. I, I, yeah. I think he, he was poorly timed. But well, well, he didn't go hard enough no, against the Nazis. Yeah. If he had came out and said like screw the Nazis. Yeah. And, well, and what he did was in the subsequent sentences he goes on to draw what seems, and if it wasn't, then it needs to be better played right. seems like a moral equivalence and there is not a moral equivalence to this is where we disagree i think that there is a moral equivalence where there's violence i think that you look at both of these all these groups that were there and i think just because the kkk and neo-nazis have been around longer and we know them we know what they're about they're about violence and whatnot i don't think that I, that negates Violence that we see on the other side. No, I think, that I think it, violence, violence is the outcome. Is violence, and exactly. you condemn it on all sides. Yes. Whether you get there through anger Where, or right. What I think he did, though, what I think he kind of, what I think it seems like he did, which it may be totally sweeping them under the rug. Well, and, maybe it, this may be a fair, and it may be completely unfair, but and I think where I think the argument of moral equivalence comes into is it seemed like the, where the line was drawn was the, the motivations of each group. It didn't seem like, because I right. think it's fair to condemn violence across the board. You should. And if you don't, I don't, then I don't care what your motivations then you're are. probably one yeah. of those extremes. If you get to that point where you but say, it seems like he made a moral equivalence to the clan's motives and the people who oppose the Klan's motives. Right. And one is clearly right, and one is clearly <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Now, Again, once you get into them causing violence, they're both equally they're wrong. Bo- both but equally it, at wrong. the start of it, I definitely would have been on one side, and yeah. it would have been anti-Nazi side, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, but the I, moment I, the violence started, I would have got the hell out of there. How many right. times do you think we can drop that line in this episode? The anti-Nazi side. <laughs> I would have been on the anti-Nazi side. <laughs> we'll I just want to let you know I would have been on the left side. Right. I just named this episode that to <laughs> avoid any confusion. Right. right. We don't like Nazis. <laughs> but here we go. But, you know, I so I think that is the issue with— I think that that's cherry-picking, though. I think that whenever they talk about— I think, and again, that's what we keep hearing. Oh well, Trump supporters are just, you know, they're just picking and, and choosing. This is, and they're trying to um, navigate through his words to say what he really meant. And again, that's what I'm about to do. I'm going to say that I think that he thought he was talking about the violence on both sides. I think what the left is doing, and what Republicans are doing as well, is saying, no, he's making a moral equivalency of Nazi propaganda with just anti-protesters. And no, I don't think that's what they're doing. I, don't I think, think they're so saying either, that, but I still think he had a responsibility. When he was cleaning yeah. up the already not accepted <laughs> statements, I'm not saying they weren't acceptable. I'm just saying they weren't yeah. accepted. Um, yeah. He that's why he was there to say that was to clean up what he yeah. said on Saturday, which was the many sides comment. Which I I agree with. I think that he has a bigger obligation to if you see that there's violence on both sides. Yeah, to call that's it out fine. On both but sides. he already called it out on Saturday. Yeah, which people didn't like. So his job at this moment was to be like <laughs> well, yeah, to clarify at that point. Right. He didn't, I don't he like did not clarify. clarify. I don't like white supremacists. Those guys. I don't need your votes. That's yeah. what he should have said, and he, he should have stopped. And yeah. then when somebody said like he should not have been like. Like, he shouldn't have gone. And the other thing, too, is I think the Klan has hijacked the monument discussion. They, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's really unfortunate for those people who actually care about the monuments as it's the story, right. its own story mm-hmm. and, and what those monuments are. I think now the 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 – those white nationalists have found somewhere where they can go, this is our political motivation. Right. And so now we have a reason to get out there. We have a reason. And then they show up with torches and, <laughs> and feelings well, get I think really it's escalated. Important to, cause well, like I was telling you guys before this, I watched a thing on one America news 
where they were sat down. I can't remember his name right now, which is bad on me. But the guy who organized the right something Kessler, you, yeah, I, something like that, unite the right name. protest. And basically, what he was saying was that they had spent two months organizing this. There was a, a safety plan in place, and then two weeks before it was going to go down, they were they came in and said, "We're pulling your permit." Of which then we saw the ACLU come in and step in and say, no, you don't have the right to do that. They have the right to organize just like everyone else. Right. And then they said, okay, well, we're not going to implement that safety program then. Originally, they were supposed to usher them in. The cops were supposed to go. And then on top of that, they get granted – so Donald Trump was wrong. Antifa, the anti-protesters, they had permits as well. Mm-hmm. But it was just for one block away. And to me, right there – you've just spelled trouble yeah. like you t- got two people who have very different ideologies we've already seen violence from both sides of them mm-hmm. and then you've just put them two blocks away and said the police aren't going to police the situation anymore what the fuck are you doing and, right. and it's not like it came out of nowhere they had two months and yeah. they knew the counter protests were coming and anybody could have seen this coming right <laughs> well, we saw the I, things with black lives matter posting on there saying this is when it's coming we're going to organize and counter press this too which they have the right to do yeah Absolutely. but the police should also take that as available okay well let's uh make sure we have some people working double shifts or you know exactly extra staff. we need to be able I, to police the, the situation i have a national guard i have a question probably yeah been there. <laughs> do you guys think that um like had that trump or that comment trump made been made by obama or bush like a violent act comes out, he comes out and says, um, we need to condemn violence on both sides. Do you think it would have been as big a story? No. Or it's the fact that Trump has... I mean, I they're going to find really anything. I mean, so. okay. because yeah. he's had yeah. six months of, of fiasco. Okay, so I agree with that. I agree with you, Mitch. Yeah. And I also, like, I agree with that sentiment that it had... I think, okay, here's the thing. Worded differently, obviously. Here's but. the thing. Republicans have a bad history with being called racist right like right. it's because they have a bad history of being racist um <laughs> well i think we can argue that one so here so, lately just calling everyone racist like. but, right and i don't think that's fair at all i'm saying like go back and look at 1960s republican party right and now talk to me about how they're not it's racist. not the 1960s anymore no i know i'm saying they have a history <laughs> i'm not saying that's what they right. are they have a history um so I think that if it was George Bush, it would have been easier. I think if it was Barack Obama that came out and said the same thing, it would not have been taken away. You think it would have been flipped and Republicans would have gotten mad? Well, I think that the Tea Party would have. I don't think that the general Republicans would have. Just the the polar, yeah. Yeah, Because the Tea Party was was like, no, everything that Obama does is wrong. I absolutely think conservative media would have jumped the shit on it. Oh, well, they would have, yeah. Absolutely. Fox News would have. And and all of the the Breitbarts and the Drudge Report. They weren't even really big during Obama's time. They became big during Obama's time. Well, right at the end of it. Because they had a black president to fight against. (laughs) Um, I think that's simplifying it a little bit. But I think, though, but I wouldn't wouldn't simplify it and say it's because it's Trump. It's because Trump has emboldened these people. Um, Yeah, the history of his first six months. And I think he's emboldened them for... For numbers purposes, not. I don't think that he is like, man. I hope white supremacy is Lies the is law up. of the land. <laughs> I think that he's like, man. I hope that people vote for me. Yeah. And this is an easy. And for that, I think though, it's hard to argue that, that he's is, not doing that now. Because right. And we, that he doesn't though, disavow is completely wrong for it the wrong. president of the United States it to is. do, especially um, in his first year of office, to already be thinking about reelection. Like, how about yeah. you focus on doing your job, right. and then in three years, that'll be fair. Every, every politician's going to do mean, that. To, fair, yeah. fair. But before yeah. we get into the whole freedom of speech thing, because I already see this going that way, um, because I think that's the majority of the conversation. I want to read Mitt Romney's statement, because Mitt Romney's statement is how a president should have handled this. Um, uh, We'll we'll read it. And do you want to read it? 
Yeah, I'll read it. I'll let you read I it. I did vote for Mitt Romney, so. Um, <laughs> I'll let in, in the audience who's been with us for several episodes now knows exactly why I just handed that off to Mitch. <laughs> because he is much better at reading stuff on, well, on this, this microphone. spider vein phone here. Yeah, well, you know what, dude? Sometimes <laughs> phones hit driveways, and I can't help it. I just can't so, help it. But, okay, so this is what Mitt Romney said. Um, I guess this was – you want to take care of this? Yes. Yeah, yeah, this is annoying. Uh, let's see. Mitt Romney came out yesterday, which would have been the 18th, uh, in the early morning, and he said, I will dispense for now from discussion of the moral character of the president's Charlottesville statements. Whether he intended to or not, what he communicated caused racists to rejoice, minorities to weep, and the vast heart of America to mourn. His apologists strained to explain that he didn't mean what we heard. But what we heard is now the reality, and unless it is addressed by the president as such, with unprecedented candor and strength, there may commence an unraveling of our national fabric. The leaders of our branches of military service have spoken immediately and forcefully, repudiating uh, the implications of the president's words. Why? In part because of the moral uh, and commitment of our, force, our forces, made up and sustained by men and women of all races, could be in the balance. Our allies c around the world are stunned and our enemies celebrate. America's ability to help secure a peaceful and prosperous world is diminished. And who would want to come to the aid of a country they perceive as racist, if ever the need were to arise, as they did after 9-11? I don't remember a lot of countries coming to our aid after 9-11, but that's fine. Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> in, home in homes across the nation, children are asking their parents what this means. Jews, blacks, Hispanics, Muslims are as part of America as whites and Protestants. But today they wonder... Where might this lead? To bitterness and tears, or perhaps to anger and violence? The potential consequences are severe in the extreme. Accordingly, the president must take remedial action in the extreme. He should address the American people, acknowledge that he was wrong, apologize. State forcefully, or state forcefully and unequivocally that racists are 100% to blame for the murder and violence in Charlottesville. This is where I disagree with him, but we'll get into it. Testify that there is no conceivable compassion or moral equivalency between the Nazis who brutally murdered, murdered millions of Jews and who hundreds of thousands of Americans gave their lives to defeat and the counter-protesters who were outraged to see these fools parading the Nazi flag, Nazi armband, and Nazi salute. And once and for all, he must definitively repudiate the support of David Duke and his ilk and call for every American to banish racists and haters from any and every association. This is a defining moment for President Trump, but much more than that, it is a moment that will define America in the hearts of our children. They are watching, our soldiers are watching, and the world is watching. Mr. President, act now for the good of our country. So what you, you can tell us why you have an issue with that one part, but I actually get it. Like, yeah. after hearing him, because I've always kind of agreed, like I've been on that line of like, yeah, the... Um, there is responsibility on both sides for violence, and yeah. but I, I do think it is fair to say that it is the fault of that side. And the reason why is because Black Lives Matter and Antifa don't show up if the Klan doesn't show up. I don't think that's true at all. Why would well, they show up? Because look at Milo Yiannopoulos. Look at just the president. Milo Yiannopoulos is another guy who says, fuck black people. No, he doesn't. He says and he, then fucks he fucks black, black people. people. <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't actually say it. So the, the fact that you're saying that they're not going to show up unless there's actual Nazis, that's not true. They've shown up for a multitude of reasons. But, would they, but here's what I'm saying. They would not have shown up in Charlottesville. To that specific – well, again – so the well, violence how is, it, is the how is it set up? And I don't think that neo-Nazis or white supremacists or KKK members set that up. 
like I said, there was a guy who was trying doing the Unite the Right rally. It got taken over by these groups. They were going to show up regardless. It just escalated because it was poorly managed. But in I mean, my opinion. I understand though what I think Brandon is saying is in the uh, Romney comment about because the the death was caused by a, a it was yeah. yeah. So in that specific case, you can say yes, it was to blame this group, or at least a person of this group was to blame. Well, the problem is he doesn't stop with murder. He says the murder and violence. Yeah, and that's where I can see. Like if it was just murder, I, that's totally then, true. Yeah, but the violence, I would say there's blame. Like equal, exactly. maybe not. Yeah, maybe it tips off at some point, but they're definitely both yeah. sharing the blame. And the sheriff of Charlottesville said that we saw both sides because they asked him which side instigated the violence. He said both sides were were equally. And that's instigated. I mean I've looked at the videos and everything, and I can't. I mean most of the recordings start afterwards, so it's really hard yeah. to tell who, if anybody, there's tensions flaring, mob mentalities right. going right. wild. But just yeah, my general comes... thoughts, you know, of how things happen in the world, I highly doubt it was all one side doing. No, it. no, not and at all. Like, and I don't think it's important to figure out who threw the first punch. Like, it's I, not. It just depends on who's but getting But I do him. think that as far as Charlottesville goes, if, the, if people with torches don't show up, then Antifa doesn't show up, at least not with... Not I, with weapons. I disagree. Yeah. But, I uh, but they, again, like they, for... they both have the right to protest, so it ultimately comes down to the police and exactly. the state and not absolutely. taking it seriously. Yeah. Or even the federal. I mean, the, the federal government should probably get in on this if it's going to be something that could lead to race wars or racial right. tension, you know? And it looks like they just dropped the ball. It almost yeah. looks like they intentionally, it, intentionally instigated it. Yeah. Like, that they, and I don't know why you would do that. I don't understand yeah, I mean, they, had, they literally had no barricades. They had no, no. anything. Well, they they that... said the police were leaving. Like, yeah. the police were actually leaving as this stuff was going That's... on. In, no, in I know it... the police said, uh, along with um, the governor, that they had never told them to stand down or anything. I've seen things from the ACLU that said that they did tell them to stand down. It certainly looked like they were standing down. It didn't yeah, look like they were actually If you watch the video, anything. you saw 200 protesters on each side and not a cop to be seen. No, yeah. and, and the cops you did see, because you did see, like, <laughs> Four cops. I think I saw four <laughs> cops in well, one of the videos, but they're all standing way back. Like, yeah. well, I saw one with how the, with funny the is it that I think we talked last week about when uh, Michael Brown died. Before the news had even gotten out, they had SWAT teams ready, right. yeah. prepared for this. Right. But they can't get them two months ahead of time. Yeah. Right. They can't get people there. Now, I don't like that because there's like this conspiracy theory going around that like this was set up and they wanted them to do it. I, right. And the, Alex Jones and thinks that it's said, the Jewish people pretending to be white supremacists. They said that uh, <laughs> they said These that people. like the helicopter guys knew too much, so they had to take them down. Like, come <laughs> on, dude, are you fucking serious? Right. Um. I still don't fully understand the helicopter situation. I still don't understand I, how they. they I haven't up really going read down. much more about that, which I think they're yeah. probably going to be a little slower to put out the, what happened. There. I know that the funeral is happening today for is one it? of the okay. one of the officers in that yeah. helicopter. Um, to me, and again, I think that if the argument here is that there was only violence on one side and that this side's worse than the other, I don't agree with that with that argument. Uh, I think that we all agree that Nazis, as where they stand, are are not good. But I don't think everyone there was a Nazi, and I don't think that I don't everyone think there, every there everyone there on Saturday was a Nazi. But everybody that walked with, that marched with torches, mm -hmm. if they weren't a Nazi before they marched uh, with torches, they are now. Well, anybody <laughs> doing the Heil Hitler at that right. protest was a Nazi. Well, and and my, now we get into freedom of speech. Here, here's my thing, though. Like just to touch on that. Well, and yeah. well, it leads right into it. But um, my my argument here is that. Look, if I'm a guy who's like, man, I really don't want him to take that statue down. Like that represents my heritage. That rep like, if I have good intentions for why mm -hmm. I don't want that statue down, I'm like, oh, they're doing a march on the statue tonight. I'm gonna go. And you then would I not be. and then I show up <laughs> and 
everybody is everybody has torches and is screaming blood for soil mm-hmm. and um, Jews will not replace us. I'm gonna not stay around that crowd. I'm gonna be like, wow, I'm not a Nazi. I'm gonna leave. If I stayed, mm-hmm. I no longer can say that I wasn't there for that. Well, okay, so I'm gonna give you that example because that makes that makes sense for where you're coming from. But at the same time, we've seen Black Lives Matter walk down the streets screaming. Um, you, the one that you always hear a lot of is pigs in a blanket fry like banquet, uh, bacon. Mm-hmm. Or, and there was another one where there was a large <laughs> group walking down the street, and I can we'll put the in the link. I'll I'll give you guys the the footage where they're screaming, "What do we want? Dead cops? What do we? When do we right. want them now?" I don't think that everyone that's involved with Black Lives Matter thinks that. No, and the same we saw so with Berkeley. There was people who showed up, and they did the same thing. You say you show up with torches, but they showed up with. But I don't think bats. you can put Black Lives Matter on the same level as you put the Klan. I don't see why not. They're the clan's on a violence. terrorist list. That's why. Just, one's just been around longer. I think that as soon as well, you no, use violence one, no, and justify one it. One has lynched thousands yeah. and thousands of people starting in 1985, and this is the greatest time for somebody to start <laughs> watching. Right? <laughs> oh, amazing. Right. Um, but to me, I don't, I don't understand the moral uh, equivalency argument because to me they're both doing violence so just because one side's been around they're longer, both doing violence but dude like the, but, the, I mean, one group spring up almost because of the existence of the other like the black panthers are not yeah. as bad as the kkk because the kkk had no right. reason to start out being violent they just hated black people the right, black exactly. panthers was in response well, the to the kkk violence, started in, back the kkk started in 1865 as a result of losing the civil war right we are going to teach those black people a lesson for right. being free now so you know i don't think that you can i understand and that like violence can be can, should be condemned equally on both sides. But what I don't understand is how a group that started with the opinion that we're going to we're going to kill these people mm-hmm. and and because they are free now can be put on the same level as a group that started because a kid got shot in St. Louis and right. black people were statistically getting shot more than white exactly, people. Exactly. But what has it Wh- turned into now? And the fact of the matter I is, under, is that, I get that. So right. what I'm saying, but I'm saying it's an easy like if you just simplify it, which you can't. I understand exactly. And that's where. But I'm if you the if you simplify it to the we draw the line at terrorist organizations. Right. It's an easy. Call. I don't understand, but to me, you say that well, KKK is a terrorist organization, and Black Lives Matter and um, Antifa especially are not. I why w- not? I <laughs> would not necessarily like in my personal opinion, and I'm gonna now I've pissing off both sides here but well actually i'm only really pissing (laughs) off one side because i guarantee that i have like 90 nazi comments at the end of this um just look at npr but yeah (laughs) um but i but to me it's not so far-fetched that antifa because of their tactics exactly could fall on that list so black lives matter i think is a little bit of a grayer area because because we know, because it's easier to see what Antifa is, right? Like it's easy to see. You know who the clan is when they show up with torches. Right. You know who Antifa is when they show up with well, riot gear. Like, and exactly. I think what Antifa and, and Black Lives Matter are going to be a lot like the Black Panthers in that they start off as something to counter violence they see against themselves. Right. And that bitterness of living a life where you're constantly put down by society, it's going to mm-hmm. turn some people just like, well, screw all white people. And I can totally understand that mentality <laughs> right. if your entire life has been. And I think this this rises because of it too, because so many people are saying screw all white people now, and you've got groups that are saying that now you're going to see white people go against it. And right. It's easy to sit there and go, oh, well, white people, no big deal. But if you are lumping everyone in and saying, well, if you even if you're not violent, even if you don't have these views, it doesn't matter because I think you're a Nazi. Right. 
you are going to repress thought. So free the speech. term Nazi right, it shouldn't be white supremacist because this is Nazi yeah. tied to the political yeah, but here's yeah, yeah, the, the mentality here's of Germany. The, working, the social workers. And I'm sure some of these okay, but neo-Nazis are in support of that, Hitler. That's a good yeah. point, though. So we talk about should – so let's just pose the question now. Should hate speech be protected? The the Supreme Court would say yes, and I absolutely understand their reasoning yeah. for saying yes because if you, if you suppress thought, you are no better than any other um, – fascist regime regime that is not allowing somebody to think like right. would, the reason that would, what the supreme court would argue is the is these awful thoughts these these awful thoughts racist bigot bigotrous bigotrous um thoughts are are the ultimate show of freedom of speech because even though they're disgusting and we hate them and, and they're right. repulsive to us we have to protect them that used to be the democratic <laughs> argument is i so, can't stand what you're saying but i will so, defend it but, the, right but there is another argument to be made that i've seen online and i'm not saying like this is not i'll have to drop this 30 times in the next 15 minutes that like this not is not how i think because i completely understand uh, i know how sound bouts work i think that is how you think <laughs> no, <laughs> right sound bites. yeah um but what i will say is i think that but i want to make the argument for the people that i see making the argument mm -hmm. and the argument is that hate speech shouldn't be protected and here's here's where i okay so i personally would say that just if you termed it that simply hate speech shouldn't be protected i would disagree when you say that hate speech shouldn't be allowed to assemble i see more of an argument for that now i don't say that like i don't take that position mm -hmm. but what i do is i understand why somebody would be like look this group is is a is a on a terrorist list right in the united states um so there's so there's that point. They're a horrible, heinous group. So do they have the right to say what they what they think? Yes. Do they have the right to show up with nooses and torches and pitchforks? No. Um, and I I think the only the only real argument to be made there is like they are on a terrorist list, and will we let ISIS do that? Well, I I think we should probably not call it hate because we. The First Amendment, you can hate any. I hate the yeah, KKK. Right. My speech is protected. I say that. Exactly. I think it's violent Absolute. speech. Is I think, what, yes. It, yeah. And, and that's where we have a problem with it. And to me, this is why it's a slippery slope. I Our, think hate speech is too vague. Exactly. And, and the problem is that they want to just say, well, we're going to say that you're part of this group. I think there's a lot of misdiagnosis in groups for all the way around. They sit there and go, oh, you're black, you're a thug. What? Oh, you showed up and you, you want to keep this statue so you're a Nazi. What? Right. So there's very so we're already living in a time where there's so much misdiagnosis and generalization and generalization. So to sit there and say, well, this this group can't assemble is so easy to look at Black Lives Matter and Antifa and go, now you can't assemble. And I guarantee you, they wouldn't stand for that. Yeah, they would be up I in, think in though. Rise. I think that if here's where I feel like if I was if I took that opinion that these guys shouldn't be allowed to, my argument for that and the mm -hmm. most sound one that I've seen online is that. We, I don't think many Americans would be would be okay with ISIS showing up at the at the door of their state house or whatever and saying, "Look, we want to march this Friday. We're not going to behead anybody this time, but we have a message <laughs> we got to get out." I don't think that people would be okay with that, whether those people were foreigners or whether they were Americans. What about? I um, think that because they're on a terrorist list, 
you don't let the Tal or the Al Qaeda march. You don't you know, let I'm going ISIS to march. Immediately counter this with Linda Sosor. She is a known for supporting terrorist groups, and the left is is putting her at the head of all of these marches. I have so, no idea who that is. You don't? No. You're gonna have to look it up, man. All right. Linda Sosor is is. Uh, and again, like they they had that whole women's sucks march. that your solid argument was something a reference that I didn't understand. Yeah, that's. I'll <laughs> have to get into <laughs> it next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, she basically was behind like the uh, women's march and things like that. And it there, there's a woman who is a known terrorist that was a known terrorist. Oh, she is this helped the lady support. that was like calling for jihad or something? Yeah, and yeah. all of that, and it's totally fine. Yeah, no, it's not. And, well, no, to, it's to not. Them it is. It, and again, that's where the slippery slope comes in. Where I, it's okay if you say. This is our standard, and we're going to apply it equally. But that's not what we're seeing. But that's in this what day. I'm trying to do here. In my that's, argument, that's what I'm trying yeah. to do here. And my problem is, I don't, I don't want to apply it. I think that, that we already have a system that says you can't incite violence. Stick with that. Don't try to censor people's speech <laughs> that's not violent, because so then, then you're going to you start think, applying it to everybody. So then, is it easy for us to then agree, at least in theory, that when. So. Everybody that showed up last Saturday at Charlottesville for the monument thing wasn't necessarily part of any white nationalist group or anything like that. Right. But I would argue or that, Antifa and, and all that. Right. But I would argue that the people that showed up at the at the Tiki Torch March. Yeah. Um, I would argue <laughs> that those people were. But what the, are they saying and what are they doing? Well, we heard what they were saying and what they were doing. Right. It was very violent. So I think at the at what the, was the exact? It was blood for soil. Blood for soil. Jews <laughs> will not replace us, and they were talking about lynching people, shouting at people that yeah. they were going to lynch people. So take that out. So at that point, they should have not been allowed to show up the next day. No, they shouldn't have. They should have. Been, the police should By have the moved that, in and said, "You guys need to leave town, or we're arresting right. people." By the rules of everything that we've agreed on, you can't incite violence. Right. In the same way that if Antifa started marching the night what before, do we want? dead cops. When do we want them? Then now? we show up and we say, "You can't no be more. here." Like you can protest. Yeah. But you can't. You can't. And incite violence and that's right. what you're it doing it comes down to what is inciting violence if you get up there and say i wish all whatever people would die it's not yeah. really inciting violence that's exactly. just your personal hope but if you get up there and say it with a little well, like Let's oh organize. i wish someone would kill them that yeah. might be taken with more of your taunting someone to do it right and well and i think that here i think that simple rules of terrorism come into play right like if you're walking through a town and people are scared to come outside because of what you're shouting well, then you'd Terrorism have to say rules that, apply. Yeah, you have to say Antifa is a terrorist organization because they used they were going around right after the election and beating then up conservatives that, for wearing Trump. If gear. that is where the government draws the line, then I was thinking, yeah, they, they, they both fit the criteria. That's where it. That's where the frustration comes from. I also think we've from. made it very known, and this is the worst episode to say it in. But we don't. Nobody here. I don't think is a huge fan of Antifa. Like I get <laughs> the. No. I I think that. The I idea, get the I get it. the spirit behind it, yeah. like, but I think I it's, I think it's overreaching, the, and yeah. I think that violence is bad on all sides. Yeah. you got to call it what it and is. Again, I'll go back to the Black Panthers. I agree with their, their ethics. I don't agree with the way they go about trying to combat racism. Yeah. Right, I, don't agree with with their, I don't agree with their speech either, though. Yeah. And, and no. I, mean, I agree with the idea behind founding it, which is to right. combat what they're, what they're being pushed Just like Black Lives Matter, I think they have some valid oh, points. Yeah, you know, and then I it, don't think blocking roads and beating people up is the way to, to do no, that. Right. Like, you know. So, so I'm, I'm okay. And the same thing with, like, the Colin Kaepernick thing. And that, oh, you saw that getting called out with conservatives where it's like, Colin Kaepernick sticks down. How dare he? Tiki torches marching through the street. Well, that's fine. <laughs> like, no, dude. We all have to have standards, and we have to apply them equally. Yeah. So to me, it's very frustrating because 
that's apparently not the narrative that we're seeing now. And, and conservatives are jumping on board with the well, with what liberals sucks too. saying there is no other debate. There is no debate here. Everyone that was there was a Nazi, and we should not let him I, I hate that sentence, there is no debate. There's a debate about everything. Oh, yeah. There's always, Absolutely. There's always a debate. That's why we got the balls to do this episode yeah. today, because there is a debate to be had yeah. about everything. Um, right. I think the worst thing we can all agree on is this, like, I don't know, the suppression of information. Or, right. Yeah, exactly. Now let us reiterate, because it's been like eight minutes, that we are not Nazis, and we do not like <laughs> Nazis. Yeah, um, all of us don't like Nazis. So, you know. But, all of us don't like the KKK. I don't think any of us like Antifa. No, but like, here's the other no, thing that I would say new to for me to be on one I, side I, or the other. I wanted to make I wanted to make the, the argument, um, and it probably would have been better five minutes ago, but I wanted to make the argument, just because I've seen it, that do you, can you draw the line at Nazi flag? Like, Nazi flag represents the slaughter of millions of people Mm -hmm. they are they anybody in 2017 who's picking up a nazi flag knows what they're getting into like it's not like oh well yeah you know it it represents nothing but the nazi party i mean you could argue that for the southern the confederate flag is that anybody who chooses it i mean they might not think it's racist but that's how they're coming off to most people but But it it really comes down to i put the confederate flag a little bit different because the confederate flag was over like in as far as our civil war and what that represented that was just the confederate states which wanted slavery but that's not what everybody was about right. i mean but again that's not the but the nazi flag is the nazi flag <laughs> yeah. like, you can tell me whatever the yeah. swastika used to mean yeah. and i'll tell you that you're full of shit because nobody buys that it's not what it means yeah. now again but, it's it's freedom of speech in my opinion i think that anyone can fly any flag that they want as long as they're not being violent again you can burn the american would, flag i don't think that I don't we think would that allow people to walk through the streets with isis flags Right. And I think for the same reason, we don't let them walk through the streets burning crosses or waving swastikas. I, th- I think we do, don't we? They can burn crosses. They can burn the American flag. They can burn whatever they want as long as it's not violent. Right, yeah. but I don't know if they can walk through the streets doing it. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think you can walk I mean, I don't know. If you have a big fire in the middle of the street, it's probably more of a safety hazard. <laughs> yeah. <but> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but Again, I would say, I just, like, let, let everyone talk because if they don't have a good argument, they don't have a good argument. Right. People are going to be able to go, no, I disagree with That's that. That's why, I mean, when you get to violence, it's pretty much because one side realized, I can't defend my argument, I'm going to punch you. Right. right. And again, I understand where Antifa and Black Lives Matter are coming from. There's legitimate grievances on these sides. Same time, you decide to instead of talking, you've decided to start. You almost want to take him right. to a Gandhi like course to be like, this yeah. is how you non-violently protest something you hate and make right. actual. Now change. a lot of people who follow him die, so that sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe we don't want to do gamble. that. Yeah, same with Martin Luther King, you know. But I think where this really paints a problem because what you said a second ago was the idea that like you know we're saying this is only this is how it is like mm-hmm. there's no there's no other debate there's no other side it's just this side or this side and it's black and white and there's no gray areas and i get that Which that's a problem true. here's where i think it creates a problem for or here's where i think that problem applies i think the republican party is they worked so hard for the last five years in, of Obama's presidency to not be the old crusty white racist party right and in one weekend they are now the old, white, crusty, <laughs> racist party. And I don't think that's right. No. But I also don't think that's going away f- until yeah. Donald Trump goes away. Well, here's like, my... I think he is now, and I think if somehow he makes it to another election, which I find very hard to believe at this point. Yeah. Like, I think this, 
Yeah. Now you can align him with the clan. It's easier to see a path to impeachment now than it ever has yeah. been. Yeah, we say that every month, though. Yeah. <laughs> I usually disagree, though, because normally I just feel like it's Democrats spamming the impeachment I, button. No, but yeah. I think but, here, when you see Republican senators coming out going, we need radical changes yeah. from the White House, that to me is a setup for... And we're going to impeach you because you made tensions worse. And, well, yeah. I thought this is it. I pulled an article from uh, the Washington Post, but they talk about a survey by the uh, Economist and YouGov that found that um, two to one Americans actually believe that these statues are uh, more about our history than slavery, than right. racism. But the debate has become racism. So the right. original debate about statues and whether we should ha- take them down is kind of a moot point now. Right. Well, and that's where it's going. Like you see now where they're they're trying to take all the statues down. Like that's going to happen. They're taking yeah. them down. Did you yeah. see this how many came down this Baltimore week? Baltimore like, took down four overnight. overnight. Well, we saw protesters come in and just do it themselves. Yeah, yeah. Philadelphia took and those people got charged and I don't know why the left I keep hearing voices on the left say that they shouldn't have got charged. Yes, they should have. Yeah, destruction yeah. of property. And this, the same way that the, yeah. someone graffiti the Lincoln Memorial. They if they yeah. caught them they should have gotten charge. I don't think yeah. I, like, oh, how I, do you I disagree with this. So I'm just going to tear it down. Well, you, it's fine. How side, side tangent, but do you <laughs> graffiti the Lincoln Memorial? I, like, it's DC. I've been right? there. It's, and I know there are guards. It, right. It's on camera. Maybe the whole it was the guards. They're the leakers. But <laughs> they're not leaking anything well, vital. Things though. are so crazy. I wouldn't doubt it at this point that it was the guards doing it. But again, when it comes to like, let's all just not be crazy. So my diagnosis for the whole thing is that there is so much blame on all sides. I know that that's controversial to say and everything, but first and foremost, it one comes... One side, not many sides. That's what <laughs> that guy said. one side. First and foremost, I think that it comes down to two main things. I think that it was mishan- mismanagement. This whole situation was mismanaged and really almost set the whole thing up for violence. Yeah. And that, that I, I think it did. Two was Donald Trump and the way that he handled it because... The timeline was he came out, he said his thing with many sides. Then he came out and he said, I disavow white supremacists and neo-Nazis. And then he came out and went hard against Antifa. And I think that he got the order wrong. I don't disagree with anything that he said. I think that he did it wrong. First off, the first thing you do is you come out against um, neo-Nazis and white supremacists. That should have been step one. Then step two should have been on many sides. And then step three should have been, we've denounced this side. Now let's take a look at this I side and the, start the debate. I think the that would have played better. Yeah, the smartest move would have been to tell them, like, tell the left to take the moral high ground. Like, don't, don't right. let them These are you your violence. principles. You know, right. Yeah, exactly. You're the ones who are, pro, are t- talking about peace. You have to live by it, too. Right. right. Unfortunately, yeah. we hear a lot from the leftists. We're not talking about that. Right. <laughs> I, I think this is where Trump could use a really good speechwriter and not wing it because he's yeah. obviously not good at winging yeah, it. Yeah, but how long would that speech writer be employed? Right. Like, <laughs> there is literally, like, I'm actually afraid of resignations at this point because there's going to be a point where there's only Donald Trump left. Yeah. Right. And now, are, is, this a, is this a dictatorship no big deal. all of a sudden? Like, what, what just happened? Will you just let them resign their way into fascism? Right. <laughs> what do we have left? Sessions and family members about? Sessions, family members, and then the two that nobody ever hears about, Rick Perry and uh, Ben Carson. Right. I so still I think, think Ben Carson's, is... like, in the background doing brain surgeries and shit. Like, I don't think he's actually doing anything. He's just got a team set up. Like, just do my work like, for there, me. Somebody's trying to teach him how to speak right. fast. And his house has been vandalized and things like that. And, again, you don't see the left speaking out against it. So I think that there is – apparent hypocrisy from the left that I think needs to go away. I think that Donald Trump needs to be stronger against the white, the white supremacists. And I think that everyone just needs to realize that 
he needs to say, I don't want your votes. He does need he to say He needs to it. piss them off. Yeah, he needs to say that. And I think until he, well, he pisses them off, like, until they know he's actually not behind them, mm-hmm. then, like, I just think it's too easy yeah. to align him with them. And I think it's his own fault. He did this. Yeah. And, and, you well, know, you and can, again, there's, you there's fire, many facets to it. I don't you think can fire as many people as you want from the White House, but there's one constant in the White House. Yep. It's Donald Trump. Again, Donald Trump makes his own shitty beds, and then he sleeps in yeah. them. And again, I don't think it's all his fault. I think that, I think that again, people wanting to tear down monuments creates this whole tension. Then it being mismanaged escalates it, and then him not saying what he needed to say was the last straw for a lot of people. Yeah, it turned that argument into an argument over race when it should have been right. an argument over history versus and freedom of speech. Races. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Like I said, which is really the most the like crux of the debate. The good yeah. news, and there shouldn't be a, it, there really shouldn't be much of a debate there. I think we've all agreed. Uh, Buck Nazis. <laughs> Swing it in I there. mean, you can get That's into right. like, the Nazis. history, though. A lot of these statues, southern statues, went up in the 50s around the Jim Crow laws. Right. They weren't put up right after the Civil War. So you can get into, like, well, they were done for racist reasons. And I would yeah. agree with that. But that's I, almost a case by case basis of per I statue. Yeah, I think it. De- yeah, exactly. It goes to per statue. If the statue is just like a guy hugging some kids. Yeah, but like, I mean, if you put in, you know, uh, the Forrester, the guy who created the KKK, if you put up a statue of him in 1950, yeah. to dis- you know, to scare black people, that's obviously a maybe racist get, statue. Maybe get him away. Yeah, I love how Brandon was talking about uh, the monument. The what do you call it? Mount Rushmore. And then they were like, take it down. <laughs> yeah. Take it all down. I told you guys, I'm a prophet. <laughs> like, that's, you've, like, you haven't proven right a lot on yeah. the show. Two or three weeks again, in a that's row why we something need to, to happen. Yeah, oh, yeah, North Korea. We're still here. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that later. Right. But, again, it, I think that it's, it's really dangerous whenever they say there's only one side because it's not true. And I think that when they say that, like, well, now you're defending Nazis. And no, people are defending Americans. You have the right to be wrong. You have the right to be disgusting. You don't have the right to cause violence. So if you're causing violence, you got to shut it down. But if you just have disgusting views, if you're American, you have the right to say it. And And I think that that's where we're at right now is where they're saying, no, you don't have the right to say it. And I don't agree with it. But I still I have to defend American values and the American I think right. I, I think we can I think we can all agree on that. I I do think I wanted It's hard because they're Nazis. I wanted <laughs> yeah. right. I wanted to be that voice though for those people because I do. I those you people out there in the world <laughs> that are thinking this is why they shouldn't they shouldn't have this right. I get it. I understand. I, I get it. Um, but it sets a dangerous precedent but it does. to be like we can pick on one group and they're right. right. If they turn that against yeah. liberals, are they going to be as happy? Especially right. when we yeah. see so or, much or misdiagnosis. Even, or you even know? go further than that and be like, well, you know, the Quran says this, so now that's the platform, and right. now Muslims can't do this. Exactly, like, yeah. You know, it's just it's too much of a slippery slope. But right. It's like uh, it's like we said with, um, with the Quran. I can point to where it says kill all infidels. I can open the Bible and show where it says stone all the gays. Right. We can look at that, but that's... The, it, so that argument is like, oh, well, that's their platform. But it's not really. We all know that. We right. know that there's good Muslims. We know that there's good Christians. Yeah. And it's just not that simple. I no, know that there not. are good Republicans. Yeah, and right now I feel <laughs> I like the narrative many, but... <laughs> is being pushed that no, there isn't. If you, you know, this is what they stand for and all of them stand for this and there is no debate. And that's really dangerous because all I have to do is just look over to the next person and go, well, there's no debate. As soon as, you know, someone else gets in power. Right. You know? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I, I do. But... So if this segment hasn't ended our careers as TVAP, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you. Try harder uh, next week. Yeah, yeah. right. So we'll, uh, we'll be right back.
President Donald Trump says he's shutting down two of his business advisory councils. Trump said in a tweet Wednesday, rather than putting pressure on the business people of the Manufacturing Council and Strategy and Policy Forum, I am ending both. Thank you all. The announcement came after a slew of CEOs announced their resignations from some of Trump's councils. Many of them cited his controversial comments about the violence in Charlottesville as the reason. After the first few CEOs backed out, Trump called them grandstanders and claimed he had many others ready to take their place. All right, now let's get into the rest of the week. Um, obviously, stemming off of the Charlottesville comments um, that President Trump made, we had we saw a lot of people start resigning from advisory councils this right. week. Um, we had what were it was the economic. Um, well, it was the business um, liaison. Almost yeah, like. but yeah, right. basically a bunch of businessmen that were advising the president. We saw a lot of them stand, stand down. And then Trump, in classic Trump fashion, was like, "I gotta get out in front of this." So, like, I'm absolved. I'm dissolving these. Right. Um, yeah. Did you dissolve there them, was or a, did they all quit? Yeah, <laughs> there was like, a uh, infrastructure. Um, yeah, something like that. That committee, I guess, or advisory committee that was going to be formed that he said will not be formed now, presumably right. because the members they were courting backed away. Right. The uh, Economic Council Advisory Council, which let's be completely um, frank about the whole situation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're like name like drop. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, these guys only met three times in the yeah. last six months. So, like, are they important? Yes. Do, do we need people looking yeah. at how to make the economy more prosperous? Yes. Um, well, we saw Tesla back away whenever he got away from the Paris Accords. Right. Which, in my opinion, like, you don't get your way, so you don't you back away. Like, don't do that. Yeah, I can see him taking the moral high ground of, like, this is uh, an imperative yeah. to our future and our children. He does also he, own he a lot of solar companies. The, the scientific. <laughs> so. yeah. I do also think, though, this is a little bit different. Like, these it are is. companies that are like, well, is my stock going to go down if I stand yeah. with somebody who and hasn't the, clearly stood against the yeah, white the, supremacists? I mean, like, more than half the members of the 15-person digital economy, economic mm -hmm. economy board of advisors. <laughs> I have like quit and it's a wave like it started out like a, a couple trickling and then just yeah. all of a the sudden the arts and humanities the entire the uh, entire thing, yeah it was a mass resignation Which, probably not going to miss you guys sorry but you know half the ones I was reading I was like what do they do I've never heard right. of these before we tell them which art to like so but that's <laughs> like, but you have to look at that in terms of like how harmful not good, how yeah. harmful is this to the country because at some point even republicans who feel like Donald Trump is getting shafted here have to go okay Yes, he's getting shafted, but is it best for our country to have nobody looking at the economy, nobody looking at right. infrastructure, a Congress that can't work with the president because the president keeps putting him on Twitter blasts? Um, I mean, a I, bunch I, of cabinets not appointed yet. At some still. point, you have to you have to look at it as Republicans who support this guy and be like, is it time to cut our lot? cut our losses right it, it, it's not going to be the popular thing to do especially amongst his base and i don't know if now's the time to do it all i'm saying is at some point if you keep losing people if people keep getting fired there's an argument that republicans make a lot that well you know every administration goes through restructuring yes but not not to this degree not to this degree and not in seven months right. at all um again i think that Looking at it from the outside, I think a lot of this just has to be with fuck Trump. 
and they're just saying fuck Trump. And that might be that might be that. the case, but if it if it's causing people yeah, to, if it's point, causing the job market to hurt or yeah. if it's causing you know, whatever. that's really interesting it, also because the markets haven't seen anything because of this. Like because of the whole thing they were expecting, the whole Charlottesville thing and everything, we were expecting to see the markets plummet and they didn't. Yeah. They're staying steady. Mm-hmm. So until that really happens, I don't think anyone's gonna really do anything. We've also seen though that we've also seen Republicans be asked for comments on Trump's comments and none Won't of them it. that Just nobody nobody's yeah. touching it. Well, and, and then like we mentioned in the last segment, when you have that when you have that and you have all these resignations and you have guys the Republican senators that are calling for radical changes, it just it doesn't it doesn't look good. It doesn't leave no. many people left to be on Team Trump. No, yeah. it doesn't. And you have to ask yourself as a supporter, has it gone too far? Can the country it can the country still prosper under this guy even if he is getting screwed? I would say yes, absolutely because that's what we're saying. That's my well, response. I mean, but the economy's been on a, a <laughs> Under Obama, we've had a great economy. So this uh, is—I I wouldn't give a, Trump too much credit for yeah, this. That He's riding a wave. When it comes to Where I would Obama's give... numbers, a lot of those, like I said, a lot of those jobs that he created. Where shit jobs that they claim you can't live, have a livable wage on. So he's yes, he's, is he creating jobs? But they're only the bad jobs. It's like the the sign waiver. We don't need that job. Like it's good. It's a tally on the mark. You know, you, you mark the tally. Good job. <laughs> But do we really need it? No. Yeah, we're not opening up jobs in the sciences yeah. and, and the, the jobs that we're seeing I get coming that. back. But I would say though that you, when you inherit what Barack Obama did versus what yeah. Donald Trump did, you a are starting off on a better foot. Obviously, obviously, that you can't hold this that against anybody. <laughs> you know, but I would where I would say that Trump that Trump has done benefit like the stock market has been very high since the election. So like I think unemployment can, rate has gone down even with more participation, which right. is a big deal. Um, um, he has created over a million jobs. Unemployment within, number is still skewed and still uses. I don't false, like the way that they do right. the unemployment number, but we are the whole point that I don't like about the unemployment numbers is if you're not actively searching for a job for four months, they don't count you. So right. even though unemployment may be very high, it still looks like it's low because they've just stopped looking. And that's right. what we saw during the Barack and Mitt Romney. That was his big argument against Barack Obama is like, you say that they're, the unemployment rates going is lower, not because of you. Right. It's because, and the same thing with government spending or government jobs going up again, it's in spite of you mm-hmm. that the markets are doing as well as they are. And now that we see with uh, Trump, we do see a lot of these companies coming back. A lot of companies are coming back to but the U S I think there's something to be said here about the fact that he needs a, he needs Congress to be on his side. And right now yes. he's not doing a very good job of doing that. He needs businesses, to, business leaders to be on his side. He, he needs these economic councils and these infrastructure councils to remain whole right. so that they can get some big pieces of his agenda passed into legislation. Because at the end of the year, if, they, if he hasn't gotten anything passed, the argument to be made, the only argument to be made, is Republicans oh, cannot that. govern. <laughs> they can't. No, I think, they, I think here's the thing when it comes to the next things that are coming up are going to be infrastructure and the big one, tax reform. So if he can't pass tax reform, if enough Republican, and I think that that would be on both the fault of Donald Trump and the fault of the Republicans, they have been consolidated on tax reform for the past 10 years. If they can't pass it easily now, whenever they have everyone on board, then we have to take a step back and go, well, what is it about this guy that's making it not that happen? I want to wait and see what the stock market will do and what the economy will do, because I think it's like... 
they're expecting this. Right. And I still think he will be. Then, yeah, and that, that's the thing with the markets. They don't like uncertainty. Right now, it seems certain that we're going to pass these things. If we don't, we've got a problem. And that's what I'm saying. If we don't do it by the end of 2017, Congress is worried about re-election. They're not worried about Donald Trump's Once agenda next 18. year. Yeah. Um, and so if he doesn't get anything done in 2017, people are already making an argument that he is a lame duck president. I wouldn't go that far. No, because um, he has gotten a lot of bills signed, and he has done a lot of executive orders. There are a lot of things that we've uh, the, like. Just look at the uh, what do you call it? The VA uh, right. bills and things. Things there that are, like, we should have been doing this whole yeah, time. And just I think didn't I, I did do. see statistics comparatively that Obama and Bush and I believe even Clinton had done more by this point had got more bills passed mm -hmm. than Trump. But yeah, I, and again, I, yeah, and I think that a big part of that is, dude, don't attack every single person that's on your side. He needs to stop because especially now it's just becoming a detriment. And again, like it kind of goes back to like say the right thing when it comes to white supremacists because, right. it, because it should be hard and for Republicans to stand next to him on that because he's, because yeah. you know, well, he, there's, there's nothing more anti-American than Nazis. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right. So, you know, I, I just think that as far as like the, those councils leaving, um, whether those whether those councils serve a hu hugely important part in the 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 way that the government works and in the country runs um or not and and that's debatable from an opinion level right. i think that it's not good when you have large groups of people that are supposed to be there to help america right. to make america great again now um, obviously my counter argument is we're not seeing any any poor repercussions. It looks like right now, because the argument would be, well, this makes us look weak on the national stage. That's I, not what we're seeing. We're seeing them renegotiate NAFTA. We're seeing Mexico on board. We're seeing Canada on board. We're seeing them make good deals with our with our allies and things. So we haven't seen that yet. Again, it, it's well, will that create uncertainty in the markets? And we haven't seen that yet. Right. So we haven't seen anything negative come from it. It make it looks bad. It looks like the government's falling apart and everything, but we don't see the repercussions that we would think. Not we would yet, see. but we wouldn't see them. With like we remember, we're a fast food nation, right? Yeah. We would. So if something happens today, um, then that means tomorrow something's going to be different. But well, it yeah, doesn't. The, you know, the the business falls today. Three months from now, people lose their jobs. And then right. that, that comes on the next six month, you know, re right. review they do. So you know. It, it, you, we can say that we haven't seen any negative re repercussions, but I think it might still be too early to have ma to make well, the, that determination. Right uh, now, we haven't. I agree, right. but we'll the markets see. react immediately. So the markets we would do expect react to see that we right. have. So that's one we can definitively say it doesn't look like it's having right. an issue right now. But, we'll but see, everything else. But we. But in what we're what we'll get into in just a second is we'll, there are repercussions other elsewhere. Um, when we're talking about administration fallout. And I think that's a good place to go into Steve Bannon. It has long been thought that Steve Bannon could be on the chopping block. Remember, he has been a lightning rod since the first day that President Trump announced he was going to serve as his chief strategist. He's a former top executive at Breitbart News, linked to the alt-right, the far-right conservative branch of the Republican Party. A lot of establishment Republicans told President Trump at the time that he shouldn't appoint Bannon to such a high-profile role. But he's really someone who was a touchstone to President Trump's 
based, all of those people who got President Trump elected. However, the calls for him to go have grown a lot louder in the wake of Charlottesville. There was a sense that the mixed messaging that we heard from President Trump, the fact that he compared white supremacists to some of those counter-protesters may have had echoes of Steve Bannon's very philosophy. Right, Steve Bannon. President Bannon. Bannon. <laughs> Bannon the Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Bannon obviously made a phone call. What is with people in the Trump administration who have worked for media outlets right. not knowing that when they call reporters on the phone, that shit's going to probably By get out. By definition, right. isn't Bannon a reporter himself? Right. That was Breitbart. Like, shouldn't he know how... Apparently he, off the record works. Yeah, right. you need to say it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you have to come in now. So and... let, let's let's say what what basically was going on. So CBN has been in the news because he did an interview with um, well, very left leaning two part yeah. two part Steve Bannon reason. Yeah, I don't remember this the is where what website he did it either. Yeah, but there was a, a very left wing, and he basically. Um, gave he called a, the lady because of her. She'd written uh, yeah. an article about. I thought it was a guy. Or maybe a guy. <laughs> Feminism. Have they decided? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I believe they had written an article about uh, China, and it was kind of somewhat like critical of Trump. It was. And then Bannon called him up, him or her, and uh, <laughs> kind of like seemed to support the article, which was critical of his boss. Yeah. And then from that point, then about a week later, they it, they got word that he has resigned or was fired. And it seemed like there was some outrage among people he knew why did you give an interview to this you know right so progressive website right so here's what i heard about that so i heard that whenever apparently that he had been in contact with this guy before um that he doesn't agree with a lot of the things but basically he read an article that this guy had put out an article that was war between north korea and the usa who wins china and this was something that steve bannon very much agreed with <laughs> And so he had called him up, and this, as the story goes, that he called the guy up and was really wanted to give a sit-down interview in the White House. And then they ended up having a phone call. They gave a, a brief thing. He said, you know, this is what I agree with, all of that. And then afterwards was like, let's set up the actual interview. So apparently he never said this is off the record. That became the interview. Which is, which is so silly. Matt says ginger lives matter. Ginger but lives do, do matter. That's awesome. Thanks, Matt. Um, solidarity. Solidarity. We're the minority of the minority. Yeah, but I, I just don't understand how a guy who works for a media mogul is, right. is like. Which so, let's not. I, I think I might have just given them a little bit too much credit. Yeah, We're not talking not about Fox big. or CNN or, um, you know. Yeah, but how is he so, so like poorly versed in the intricacies of his job? Because it's 4D chess. <laughs> they <laughs> made just do it. It's just probably whiskey, like bourbon. It probably is. Reason. That dude looks bad. Like he looks like he's like Milo. Milo about Yiannopoulos is posted. Winter is coming. What did that mean? Oh my god! Milo's a dingus. Me, I just thought like. Plan? <laughs> yeah. Really? Is it? Well, you okay. would liberal. You'd think plan. <laughs> um, but, but no, Milo obviously was fired from Breitbart. He went on a tirade about how, oh my God, the, the, Steve Bannon will be the second coming, and now it's gonna it's gonna go down. Steve We've Bannon, yet to see Steve any Bannon's of that. Comments though didn't seem to praiseworthy of the Trump administration. I, I mean, haven't he basically seen said this is where our movement came to die. Yeah, well, that's not what I read. He, well, he did seem to have a somewhat defeatist attitude, but yeah. I think it's also like that's kind of been his attitude the last two months. I think he's kind of seen the writing on the wall when yeah. uh, when people started leaving. You know, yeah. Like Once he ship. lost Rance Priebus, because there was a, a whole controversy that which we covered before that 
Um, Rance Priebus really isn't in charge. It's really Steve Bannon. He's undermining him. He's pushing him aside. So they had this at the CPAC. They had this whole thing where they were going to come out and show the unity between Steve Bannon and Rance Priebus. And the whole time, Steve Bannon was just steamrolling Rance Priebus and was like, no, that's what you think. This is what I think. There was no unity there. And then we see Rance Priebus out the door from the mooch. And at that point, you know, they brought in, uh, what was his name that they brought in for the new guy? Um, something very bland. Yeah, it's some general, <laughs> and I cannot remember. Oh, General Kelly? Is that it? Yeah. We're talking about who's there the, now. The new, yeah, yes. the new um, Yeah, General Kelly, staff. who fired and caused Lucci all the, the shakeups. Right. Yeah. Apparently, he did not like Steve Bannon. And at that point, it was obvious that Steve Bannon was not going to be getting his words in. This is where I'm kind of actually glad that grownups entered the room in the Trump administration and started yes. throwing throwing people out. We knew Bannon um, was going to be gone for I – mean, we, me and you have talked about it and said he's not lasting this right. whole administration. Now, he's going to leave. grownups really wanted to enter the room, Donald Trump would start acting like a president i don't know yeah. i don't know if we should hold our breath for that because i don't think that's coming uh because he yeah. does manage to always surprise us yeah there are good things that he's done but like when it comes to watching this guy talk to the nation like he is not the guy to be that guy yeah. he's not the guy to talk to the world i disagree i really do because again i've seen a lot of things happen i saw him call out nato and then they started paying right. i saw him you know get out of a bad deal i saw him renegotiating good deals i'm seeing the markets do good everything that i voted for is happening the problem is is the guy who's doing it's kind of a d-bag and then it makes a lot of people dislike him yeah. i still i'm still seeing the results that i want to see Economically and on the Short big room. issues, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm on those issues, but I'm also yeah. seeing you know more uh, civil unrest in the streets, yeah. which worries me a little Again, bit. Again, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to give can't that chalk all, to. all up to him. Yeah. but he's definitely a catalyst for this yeah. two sides clashing again. Exactly. He didn't do what Obama did, where every anything that Obama said, the Tea Party was just going to be like, well, fuck this guy, and but he didn't play into it. He state presidential and, and all that. And I think that when it comes to Donald Trump, you're not campaigning anymore. I don't have no problem with the, the rallies because he's got his agenda that he wants to get out there and the media is not helping him do that. So I get it. But picking on people, calling people out, starting fights that you don't need to start. No. That's what you need to stop starting doing. Starting fights with the Senate Majority Leader? Don't do that. What the hell are you <laughs> doing? Do you want none of your agenda to get passed right. at all? Like, these people control your success. Yeah. So if you if you call out John McCain and if you call out – you may not like them, and that's fine. But they're – like, you still have to rely on them. Right. And they can decide to make you a failed president. Right. They're going to get reelected because – Guess what? Every one of us speaking and watching is an idiot that goes to the fucking <laughs> polls every time Congress is up for election. And we go, well, I hate Congress, but I like my guy. And <laughs> right. we reelect these guys all the time. Yep. Claire McCaskill will still be senator. I don't think in- so. I think the only reason why she won is because Todd Aiken was like, well, rape is fine. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, and let's watch the next Missouri a Republican. Rape that I know. The politi- except Trump. I know. Yeah. Teflon Don. All I'm saying is I know Missouri Republican senators, politicians, and Greitens won. I mean, he was pretty hard line too. But Greitens was Greitens was a libertarian until yeah, no, I voted for the libertarian candidate. Uh, whatever her name was, C. Selena, something like that. But he, I can't remember. He but. ran as a libertarian, a fake Ted Cruz libertarian, yeah. and ended uh, up as a very, very right middle of the road Republican. Right. Yeah. Because you He's say pretty, what you have to say to Greitens get people done. to vote for you. Yeah. Like, duh. 
Um, so, again, but Greitens also won too. Nixon wasn't running for re-election. He wasn't running right. against a Democrat, which is the position that any Republican cha- challenging well, he was Larry McCaskill uh, not an established Democrat. Yeah, it was, it right. Was a, That's what he was. People were untested. Not a tenured Democrat. Yeah, right. And then which, he had the war, you know, the which is what service, which is what yeah, which is you know, a, a lot of people voted for him. But that's that's what any Republican would be fighting against. Claire McCaskill. Right. She's the incumbent. She's been here. She's got the financial backing. She's got the. I don't think the, she's making it, man. I really. I mean, don't. I don't know with, you, with how nasty the attack ads got last year. I don't like it. Yeah. Her, I could see. I'm not gonna be. I'm out. not gonna be sad if she doesn't make it. I don't like her. You know. I actually think she does a lot for the military. Um, she's on a bunch of military head uh, committees and things, and I actually think she does a really good job there. I just hate everything else she does. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. When she talks I, about my state, I don't. Yeah. I tune out. I also don't like when she. I don't like her tactics about like when she comes out and whatnot. Right. Because we always our common thing over. The I last, agree. Yeah. <laughs> she waits. Three What's popular weeks, opinion? That's my thought. Four and a half weeks from now, she'll come out and be like, "The Klan is bad." Like we <laughs> determined that. Thank you. We got you. to that thank on you. our own. Thank, thank you. you for our. Thank you, bandwagon. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, but going back know, to Steve Bannon, I think that <laughs> yeah, we got to get on a side tangent there. We like to do that. Yeah, but when it comes to Steve Bannon, I think that we've seen this coming for a long time. Yeah, do you. Like we were talking about this earlier. Do you think he will still support Trump, or do you think it's going to be an attack on the White House? I don't know. Now? I think there's a lot of people going both ways on that. There's there's the people that work for Breitbart that a lot of people that work for Breitbart that seem to think that he's about to take on the administration. I mean, that, that, that's where the quotes came from. It was yeah. the people they were like, oh, he's back and it's about to go down. Right. Now, what I heard was that he's still supporting. Now, Bannon's going to be Bannon. Bannon was always Bannon. He right. always had very right. strong. He brought views. that agenda. Yeah. He always had very. He was a lot of this. No, don't surrender. You've got let Trump be Trump. You've got these. This is what you need to stand with. He just didn't like Jared Kushner. And so I think Bannon's going to continue but to be Bannon. But that's the other thing that they're saying, too, is Kushner. They, one of the headlines last night was— Really, no one likes Jared what, Kushner. Right, but one of the headlines last night was Bannon firing has Kushner's fingerprints on it, which I think is, what, if true, is a reasonable thought for why he would go after the administration now. If the Trump family— mm-hmm. Brought me in, used me, and then threw me out. Like yeah. now, that's my enemy. And Steve Bannon seems like a petty little man that picks enemies <laughs> yeah. and it's, stays that. It's way. ironic like, that he was on the cover of Time as the great manipulator six months ago and just got fired. I, yeah, or, I never believed it. Yeah. I never believed the President Bannon and all of that. I thought people gave him way Here's more the credit. Thing, than, though, I do think it. I do think that it got under Trump's skin a little. No, bit. No, I think that it was Bannon. <laughs> I think the reason that we're having the first segment. And the argument two weeks in a row about white supremacists in America, I think th- that you can point to Bannon a little bit on that. Yeah. I think that Bannon was probably the the voice in the ear of the president saying, you need their votes. Like, these people have so. legitimate com- complaints. And I think that He's that— come out against them. And, well, and Bannon's, he came out against he came them out in, like, in that phone call. He was very happy about the, the Charlottesville riot. And just because— well, like, did you see the full comments? Just because he came out and called them clowns doesn't mean that's not what— like, he, but didn't he also using them? So like he probably yeah. does think they're clowns. Like, well, as long as it, they're, you, as long as he can use them to further his agenda, right? He didn't give a shit Basically, about what him. his comments were was they said, you know, <laughs> what do you think about the white supremacists and all that? And he said they're all a joke. Like there's there's a very small uh, portion of them. We don't give them the time of day. They're all clowns. All of that. But then he brought up. He goes, but I love it all day if if the liberals continue to talk about the race wars and all of that. He goes, that's my bread and butter because we can yeah. beat that. And that's where so. 
is it because he's he, taken out of context that is a little yeah. it's much harsher than he intended i think he's it, doing exactly what liberals are doing and they are trying to manipulate the situation to like they've been talking about everyone's a nazi so now they're taking this they go hey look everyone's a nazi he's taking it to go oh well this is great no, because no. now they're I gonna have, trump up all i these have things. for years said that nazi comparisons are unfair until you you're have a real, real nazi until you have real nazis <laughs> marching the but then again they are overreaching yeah. and they're saying well everyone's a nazi and this proves it because i actually have seen a nazi right and no it's still not everyone is a nazi I get that. I get that. So um, I, I think he's going to come out, and the the thing that I heard is that he's going to basically he's going to where he disagrees with Trump. He's going to continue to disagree with Trump, but I think he's going to go after the media more now that he doesn't have the oversight committees. He doesn't have everyone. He's going to go after mainstream media, and that's his battle. His so battle he's, is he's going to be Fox News now. He's going to be like Fox suit. He's going to be Breitbart be back again. It's yeah. going to be interesting to see Breitbart versus Trump TV if that's what it comes to. <laughs> I, I will buy tickets to that any day. I think week. they will agree more than disagree. I think on that note, we'll talk. We'll uh, switch over to a, another thing that Trump TV is giving uh, Donald Trump credit for, which I don't know if it's necessarily. Uh, necessarily the way to do that so we'll we'll see Kim Jong-un certainly stepping back from the brink after a a week of bellicose rhetoric that we have heard Uh, interesting that he is holding off on those plans that he was uh, threatening to strike Guam with those four Intermediate range missiles with nuclear warheads. Guam, of course, being a U.S. territory with military bases. And uh, Kim Jong-un certainly getting America's attention. But today, through state-based media, KCNA certainly seems to be dialing it back, perhaps heeding the warnings of the president. More recently, the Defense Secretary, Jim Mattis, as you say, he said if uh, North Korea was to strike U.S. territory, it would be game on. But Kim Jong-un saying he's going to hold off to wait and see what the foolish and stupid Yankees do. All right, Kim Jong-un. So, Kim Jong-un, yeah. In, in my, uh, one of my most recent prophecies, um, we were... Modern-day modern notions. Right, what did I say last <laughs> week? By the time you hear this episode, uh, we'll know if Kim Jong-un was going to attack... Or launch missiles at Guam, which my opinion was no. And guess what? No. Um, yeah. And and I think that that people like conservative media is like touting like this is a victory for Trump. Not, he talked them down. Not really. I mean, they were always going to. So. The, the, the here's the thing, like. Kim Jong-un needs to survive. So <laughs> he's not going to do something to threaten his survival. Um, if he feels... Now, what your argument was, I feel like, kind of, it, it doesn't negate your argument of if his survival feels threatened, then he If he end. runs out of but options. I don't think right now he's out of options. No, he's not. And I, and I, so I don't think there was ever going to be anything. You knew Kim Jong-un would... He still would basically believe. has China on his side, so he doesn't need to do this He right also, now. though, what what is interesting, though, the... Um, about the way that that all played out is while no- North Korean media is uh, propaganda, is propaganda <laughs> and, they're, and they're just you know feeding their citizens what they want them to hear. Something that is evident is that on it, that in that propaganda they were talking big. They had big balls. They were going to they were going to shoot missiles at us. They were going right. to call our bluff. Well, one thing that the media doesn't have to report is the fact that everybody saw that not happen. Right, so right. everybody in North Korea right. knows that Kim Jong Un blinked 
That's not yeah. good for him. I'm sure they're spinning it. I'm sure they're spinning it too, but everybody knows. Like, yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. depends on a brainwashed nation. I also think that it's not as brainwashed. Like, I, I think that there is. Yeah. There's yeah. a percentage, but I would bet that there's a lot of people that go along with shit not to die. Right. Like, right. much like Russia. You let Vladimir Putin score the goal if you're the NHL, <laughs> NHL goalie because you don't want your wife to die of cyanide tea tonight. Right. Like, right. we get it. Um, Soviet Russia, president assassinates so, you. Uh, right. So, anyway, I, I, I don't know. So, what, where do we go next with North Korea? I think it's stalemate at the moment. I think it, that's where it needs to be. I think that we still need to be tough on them, and we need to continue trying to to get them to get away from their programs and to keep um, you know doing things like that. But there's nothing in the immediate future. I, I don't think that unless until he does another test and another thing that's going to bring it up again. And of course, he will. I give it a month. I'm well, be I read a really interesting article on foreign policy about how the the thing that really helps them is on their building towards nuclear proliferation. But once they get there, it's not really helpful anymore. It's the fear that actually ultimately gets right. them on the, to be the world. And that's where their their head is. And again, so I think now that they have them, they're almost like you're either going to shoot them or you're not. And the threat's going to get old after a while because you you have the option now. Right. Well, then once they they build that up, then they can start getting more of them, and then they can start negotiating and saying. It gives them a big negotiating yeah. chip. Yeah, we'll, we'll like, take down half our nuclear yeah. arms it br- in exchange for It brings for them to the table. Yeah. They are yeah. now Well, if we're going to be okay with that. If that's, and that was their plan all along. I think we have to. Yeah. And I think, relating back to the last little bit, that Steve Bannon probably wasn't wrong in that interview when he said, show me a military option that works. I fail to see any option where 10 million Koreans in Seoul don't die in the first 30 minutes. And I think he's right, and I think that was my whole point was – we can't. We can talk. We can show our balls all we want to, but the fact of the matter is, we can't do anything. Right. Well, my argument to that is always, yeah, people die in war. So once the war starts, then yeah, they do die. But that doesn't mean it's not. It's not like, oh, people die in war. I guess we won't do There's it. There's no way. There is no way that you're going to get a world leader to be like, well, this is see it time. And this time is again. Dipl- really when. Every when, war. What was the most recent time <laughs> when somebody Syria. was like, "We're gonna let these our ally die"? So Syria, so, but the numbers don't I mean like we Millions lost hundreds of thousands. Died. And well, uh, Americans, we haven't lost that many in any current war. Well, right, yeah, and Syria yeah. wasn't our ally. You know, under ten thousand, I think for every it's war a lot. since yeah, Vietnam. Syria yeah. wasn't an ally of ours. Yeah, they were. Obama and Biden called him a great reformer. He was an ally. God like damn, he was, Obama, he was invited to the White House and everything. Like Bashar al-Assad. I always took that as more of a frenemy, like the way we did who's not <laughs> no, in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then he just decided, and then Arab Spring happened, and he decided that these weren't off the table. And then Obama was like, well, they better be off the table. Not really. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> right. I just, so there's your example. I, I just don't see America with the with the influence that we have in the region being because mostly of South Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Going, putting them in a position to lose 10 million people and thinking that that's going to be good for us. Like, that's going to make right. any other ally of ours go, fuck you. Well, again, it has to be. That's the same thing with uh, America in World War II. We kept saying, oh, it's not going to happen. Secretly, we're giving the allies weapons. We're not technically in the war. Then it provokes an attack, and now we use that as justification. You know, it's, it's the same thing. It, you're, th- that's what I think Guam was, was going to be, is that was posturing, like, do it see what happens, because now we're justified to go to war and take you out. But I, I still debate whether he actually w- wants to go to war. I think his, I mean, his whole family have been no, I don't think he does. political survivors for three yeah. fathers now, three leaders. I just think that if we, no. if we trap him, 
that I mean, look oh, at yeah, Venezuela. Him in, he's going to come out. Yeah, look at, at any any country where the economy collapses. There's no food. People are starving. People freak out, and they just and, and the they'll end, turn on him, which yeah. is why I don't think he wants to go to war with the U.S. Because yeah. how far behind is a coup when yeah. these people can't get food? Yeah. You know. Yeah, and and for that reason, I think people touting victory here on the Trump side should just settle down because this is what was going to happen. And there's always from, escalations. From the and there's always the night until yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, I, I, I do think that you're right. I think there's absolutely a, a stalemate now. Yeah. But I, I just don't like the argument of well, come on, it's not going to happen because everyone says oh, that yeah, before war every yeah. time people That's die. That's fine. I, I get that. Just, I would just, I just counter say it's not for certain it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, I would also I say I feel like this, this the pieces are being set up. I would also say that like when people say it's not going to happen, oh. way to pop your oh my god. Amateur hour. <laughs> um, I think that when people say it, it, it's more like the more realistic or the more correct way of saying it would be it's not going to happen now. It, it, no, yeah. The timing I, isn't I don't right. Think it's gonna He's not now. backed into a corner. He's not trapped yet. People, no. people are still like the U.S. are still in China are still reaching out trying to solve this still diplomatically. So until those countries close well, in on him and go, nope, this is what you're going to do. I just don't think. I just don't see. Let me be clear. We're trying to put them in a the corner. We're trying to make them desperate. We are trying to get China to get away from them. And once China gets away, they are desperate. Yeah. That is 90% of their economy. You take that away, and you're going to see a madman, in my opinion. So, so I think that that's our plan. I don't really— I don't know if that's a great plan. No, I think that that's a plan coming from that this is inevitable, which— I don't 100% side with. I think I can see why people would think that. Right. But again, I don't think, unless you're willing to bring them to the table, which we've unequivocally said we're not, everyone has said we're not. That's why they're not at the table. Although, right now. I think now with nuclear capabilities, they've kind of forced themselves to the table. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, again, they're not, they're not that, there yet. That, that depends on if we accept it or not. But I have a feeling just. Based on world politics in 2017, we're more likely to accept it than we are to world war. They said, yeah, to go to war. So they'd have to strike first. So on that note, you know, we've talked about the global stuff now. In a second, we'll get into the local stuff. Senate leaders are looking into ousting a lawmaker from Missouri for a Facebook comment that she made about hoping President Trump would be assassinated. At first, many members were calling on Maria Chappelle Nadal to resign. They're now looking into the expulsion process if she doesn't quit. Nadal offered this apology for the Post. I posted something on my personal Facebook, and I should not have done that. And for that, you know, I'm sorry for that, but I am not, as I said, going to shy away from what caused that anger at all. I'm not going to shy away from that. She was saying that the anger uh, was caused by President Trump's comments after last weekend's deadly protests in Charlottesville. All right, so I guess Jimmy. we'll uh, go ahead and finish up. <laughs> we'll finish up this week. That was the greatest, one of the greatest memes I've ever made. I should make that the thumbnail for this episode. Um, now, Jimmy. <laughs> no, what we should do is a meme that I should never talk about on this show is Nazi Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Nazi Brandon should be the... the right, it would have been appropriate for the... the logo. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it won't be, and no one 
listening to this will uh, will see that for months and months and months until this whole right. thing is blown over. Um, you officially come out as a Nazi, right? Right. NPR. So obviously, based on the last little bit that you heard. Um, We'll have a, a quick little debate about about yeah. some local news here. Um, I mean, it kind of goes into freedom of speech and everything that we kind of touched on a little bit as well. Right. So Senator Maria Chappelle Nadal um, from the Missouri State Senate came out on um, a couple of days ago and put out a Facebook post, post. I guess, Facebook yeah. that was that said she hoped that. Uh, President Trump got assassinated or that someone assassinates Donald Trump. Um, And, you know, there have been calls on both sides, Republicans and Democrats, for her to step down. She has said that she's not going to step down. Her exact response to be, are you going to step down, was hell no. Right. So so here's what I want to know from you guys is what do you think, A, where do you think you draw the line on because we all know that we can't threaten the president's life and i and so where do you draw the line where this is a threat and this isn't a threat really you can madonna johnny depp you know yeah, uh, yeah no big deal i'm thinking like a few years ago if you'd have had a senator come out and say i wish like a leader of another country would be would have been assassinated like i think they would have been outrageous either way like you, yeah right. you're a leader of our country you can't Casually throw off violent yeah. references. It right. kind of is more casual these days when it comes to Trump. Like the, it is the, a lot of people but are just I saying Trump, wrong. I think Trump made it that way, man. Yeah, like, I, I really do. Like I the, such a great guy to hate. The rhetoric, the the rhetoric has been very, very hateful for a year and a half now. <laughs> um, the I'm gonna speak in front of you. All right. Um. So I don't know what where. Where do you draw the line at what is, what is hateful? And then also, do, do we think I'll, that I'll she should... My, yeah, is it a fireable offense? Yeah, I'll put in mine. I think she had every right to say it. I don't agree with her, but I think that she wasn't calling for it. I, uh, she has apologized. It took her a while, but she did. She came out and said that, no, that was heat of the moment. Uh, I don't mean it. Was that hell that. no also heat of the moment? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was after her apology when they said, are oh, you going to step down? She said, oh, oh okay. no. Um, but I think that when it comes to her statement, she said, I hope that he gets assassinated. To me, that's not inciting violence. I think that that does fall under free speech. I think that every American has, has free speech. You can't lock someone up for wishing. Yeah, <laughs> you can't. But I and think that, I, I don't know. It came with the same thing with Madonna. where they, so She said, saying, I, you're I saying think about it. You're saying it's not okay to yell in, or to run into a theater and say, and yell fire. But it is okay to run into a um, media the, theater and go. I hope there's fire. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we, yeah, everyone's gonna be like, "What?" Kind of what are you this about? With the Kathy Griffith thing, where it's like she had the right to do it; they have the right to fire her. Yeah, it's a little different because she's a public servant in this case. And that's where if I the people think, rise up and say, "We want you going," well, I mean, because I mean, of it. they would through elections essentially. Yeah, exactly. Then I think that she should. Does should she step down? I don't think so. I mean, I it think looks like she it, might get fired from our lieutenant governor if she doesn't. Yeah, yeah I think that I think which I think he'd be in the wrong too. I think, I think the, the argument could be made goes, either way because I think did. this walks close enough to a gray area, at least when it involves the president, that you're a public servant who has a pulpit, and yeah. you and so if you go out there and say that I hope Donald Trump like it's like this. Look, if I were to look at the camera and say I hope Donald Trump gets assassinated, and then wink at the camera, <laughs> like. What what does he mean by what that? What do you mean, buddy? Right, and then if somebody that is, uh, um, you know, habitual listener of the show goes out and assassinates, like, was it because I 
insinuated yeah. it or was it because of other feelings they already had? I just think there's a gray area there to where if you're a public servant and if you have a pulpit, and I think that the rules should be the same for Johnny Depp and Madonna. And, like, yeah. and you, uh, don't tell millions of people that, like, I hope this happened. I hope he slips on a banana peel. Like, and we actually different. saw a very good example of this with Alex Jones and the Pizzagate controversy. Yeah. He essentially – talked a man into taking a rifle into a public establishment and firing it off, but he was never brought up on charges. I mean, there was liberal rumors of it, but... So to me, it comes down to... I I don't think this is very much of a gray area. I think when it comes to what she said, I think that if she would have said, I... I hope that he gets assassinated and then someone else came forward and said, yes, we need to do that, and then she said, yeah... I support you. I need you to That's cut a problem. this bite. I need you to cut <laughs> this bite. Into, uh, into... I missed it. I don't even know. We're gonna we're gonna totally get you into uh, yeah. you're like. So I hope somebody assassinates him, and then people are like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it." Then I think she's inciting violence. She said, "Let's assassinate the president." Then she's inciting violence. I think this is a, a, a case where she said something stupid. She immediately realized it. She deleted it. She apologized for it. It didn't incite violence, and she didn't call for it. Uh, call for it to happen. She said, "I wish." I, I don't have a. I don't have a. I'm not going to say I don't have a problem with right. it, but I think that it falls within her rights. Legally, she can just yeah. say that. Yeah. And I think that I, we have to be. We have to defend free speech where when and yeah, where it when comes apart. It, yeah, and I do disagree, but I think she has the right to say it. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't disagree with with those points at all. I just I thought okay. it was it was definitely an interesting. No, I'm not thing. voting for. Her, but <laughs> no, like I also think that the lieutenant governor, if he chooses to fire, that's also his right and in, in his job. Yeah, because, because he does have the again, but yeah, he does have the power to do it. So and you know. often politics is just petty, right? Yeah, well, and it you is. can argue that whether or not he should, but it kind of falls on the whole does. Trump have the ability to fire Bob Mueller indirectly. Yeah. So like if he wanted to exercise it, which he should next week. <laughs> <laughs> just to just to, just to see. Yeah. Just keep it spicy, spicy the whole time. <laughs> this would be the greatest the greatest Oh my no god. No quiet weeks. Don't do it. We're kept awesome. on our toes. Like we we plan an episode and have to throw it out. Well, <laughs> and what's great is I don't even plan them anymore. Yeah, just wait like, Friday. I just wait until Friday and I'm like, well, yeah. all this shit's just. I mean, full up. disclosure, I didn't do any research this week because I was to. just so, was so in your face. First of all, yeah. it's it was easy this week to really not do a lot of research because most of the talk this week, not just from from our show, but most of the talk everywhere was opinion talk. It was, right. do you think this should happen, or do you think this is the way it should be? Do you think these are right, well, or do you think these are And as a conservative, I do think that that a lot of conservatives were bullied this week, and I think that they were basically kind of shamed and to where, like we said before, where we have said there is always room for argument. I think the narrative this whole week was, no, there isn't. Say something. Say that there is. And we're going to shut you down. Yeah. And, I think, and I think that that's why a lot of people, myself included, just didn't do it. Yeah. And, we just, and now that it's kind of died down a little bit and we see a little bit of you know, the Washington Post coming out and being like, hey, maybe we yeah, shouldn't. That was a really good article. And that was what, in the first segment, I, I referenced it. And I'll post it in the, uh, I'll post it in the, count, or in the sources. But the, the Washington Post had a very, very good article, which really what, they didn't even really had to have to write because all they said was, hey, we asked the Supreme Court and this is what they said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they, yeah, they, you know, those guys, they, they matter. You know, and they, it was actually some really, really good statements. And but again, you know, I, th- I just think all voices need to be heard. All voices, even hers that was saying, you know, hey, because there's a reason for that. Like she's feeling a certain way. 
Is it gross and disgusting? Yeah, it is. Right. But she, she felt that way. And I think that she didn't call for violence and she has the right to express herself. And then she has the right to defend herself as well. Right. But if she did it with a torch in hand, I would have a problem. <laughs> now I've got a problem. Right. But so, no, I, I think that, and again, I'm good on the Washington Post for writing that article. I think the left needs to do more to talk about the fear tactics and where, you know, like if you're walking down the street wearing a Trump hat, you shouldn't be afraid to be attacked. No. And that you should be called out for the people who are but doing that. But if you're walking down the street with a Klan hat, it like it's more believable that you could be attacked. It is. I'm not going to condone those yeah. people that do it. That guy could be an actor in a movie. You don't know. <laughs> right. but, that's, but that's crazy to me that we're comparing, you know, it's like when they try to compare the gang gang violence to cop violence. It's like you shouldn't have to compare the cops to gangs to make them look good. Right. You shouldn't have to compare, you know, oh, well, but the KKK would get beaten yeah, up. Yeah. One, well, yeah. one side should have higher standards. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful yeah. with the uh, – yeah, that's what I was going to say. Be careful with that because we can start comparing presidents too. And well, say, they always do. You know. Um, so I don't know. But anyway, I think that's – We're all in agreement there, right, that like – she has the right to do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, did you any of us agree with what she said? I mean, I wouldn't no. know. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't. Not that I, like, I, I heard people say that on a private level, but it's different when you have a soapbox, when you have an it outlet is. to get right. it. Right, yeah. And I think, yeah, and I think that's kind of where, like, I see the, I see where you could look at it as a gray line. I, I also, you know, as, as we've determined like in it. the, in the, we're all Nazi segments. Uh, <laughs> that, like we, Maybe you guys. Aren't that's we, we, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all, we're, you know, we, we all think that freedom of speech is important. Right. And if we, if we just, we, if we just give up the right to talk and we just give up the right to assemble and the right to speak our minds, then we are giving up what makes us America, right. really, because there's, I mean, there's Pretty a lot. much our number one freedom. Right. right. It seems crazy to me that we are at the, we are at this crossroads where we come in and we have to argue in favor of violence is bad, free speech is good. Right. And like, that's in some ways controversial to yeah. be like, well, no, not, and no guys, we're Americans. Americans have rights. And these uh, on an emotional entail. level, I would love to jump on the side that's against Nazis. But yeah. when you just have to step back and think about it from a constitutional standpoint, it becomes a much right. murkier right. Once picture. Once that Nazi does his little Nazi sign and it smacks a dude in the face, oh, yeah. get him. Yeah, oh, right, yeah. Because <laughs> then he's violent and stop him. But if they're standing there with a megaphone just shouting their beliefs, yeah, you have the right to do that too. Right. You know? right. It's like when we go down to watch the blues play and they got a guy sitting there doing his religious speech and whatnot. Oh, and you always see every, him getting hassled. And, every concert I've ever been to has been yeah. someone outside telling me I'm going to hell. Right. <laughs> And it's like, you know, and every, last time we did that, we saw a guy come up and start pushing on him and stuff. And like, you don't have the right to do that. No. He's got the right to say his his right. stuff. Is he being a little bit of an asshole? Yeah, kind of. I mean, he's got a megaphone <laughs> again, he's shouting you, it into a crowd of right. sports fans. If you can't win with words, then your point is moot. If right. you can't defend it with, if you have to resort to hitting somebody, you're essentially saying, well, my, my, I don't have a good argument. My, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And there are good arguments, so make them. Yeah, <laughs> there is. But always... again, the left—that I would even say liberals, especially—they need to be taking that nonviolent approach of taking that moral high ground. And they don't want to talk about it too, which really bothers me. Right. 
They don't want to talk about the corruption during the election. They don't want to talk about the violence after the election. They don't want to talk about the uh, propensity to, to And the, I mean, I think the right is just as guilty of not wanting to talk about their faults. No one wants yeah. to yeah. point out their own faults, I guess, but right. it's very nobody, I don't think anybody on the right this week is like, you know what we should talk about? Donald Trump's opinion of the Klan. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody, nobody really wants they, they that. They tried that once. It didn't go well. Right. right. All right. So anyway, anyway, I think that's a, as good a place as any to wrap it up we'll for the week. <laughs> right. So we'll... Uh, that's fair. Remember to follow us on <laughs> Facebook and Twitter at TDAP2017. You can live tweet us during the shows or comment on the Facebook Live. We see all that as it's happening. So mm-hmm. we'll uh, we'll shout you out. Thanks, Matt, for uh, for your comments yep. this week. I'm Mitchell uh, Hernandez. I'm Frank Everhart. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no, no what? No, no, no. We're never doing that again. <laughs> because that was well, if you just do it that, smooth. That was the most awkward, awkward. No, I just don't like how it sounds. So we're not going to do that. Well, I'm still Mitchell Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> he is Mitchell Hernandez. <laughs> that point keep, is true. Keep, keep in mind that the sources to all of the content that we referenced this week will be in the comments section or in the in the comments um of the of the itunes episode google play whatever it's all it's all in the description of the episodes we'll try to get this episode up on youtube too it'll probably just be cut um just raw like it is here on facebook so join us saturdays at noon on facebook live you can see a little bit of the behind the scenes look at how we shoot these episodes and uh yeah otherwise i think we'll we'll be back next week so um here it is, your alternative fact of the week. Thanks. Buy One it. has lynched thousands yeah. and thousands of people starting in 1985.